Welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports, semi-final edition. Four teams left, vying for the third <clears throat> annual Super Bowl championship of the SOFFL. Um, joining me tonight, the usual cast of suspects, Eddie Mitchum of the Steel Curtain. Good evening, Matthew. How you doing, buddy? And then also joining us from Take Your Ball and Go Home, Shane Stein. Good to be here, Matt, as always. Didn't know if you were there. Couldn't tell. Still here. <laughs> Thought maybe you got up. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> had a little week 14 action go down. Um, we were dead wrong. We had Butler and Eddie winning, all three of us. Instead, it's Spears and Phil that advanced to the Final Four. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. Butler's team no-showed, and Phil's team showed. So, I mean, this is this is literally just the same script every year for Butler, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he has a season where he wins about eight games. <laughs> has a pretty solid, solid squad, then just lays an egg in the first round every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the same thing. Yeah, you got zero from Jimmy Graham. Negative point two from Aaron Jones, and one from his defense. It's just it's not going to get it done. Nah, not going to cut. So, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about there. I'm sure Ed doesn't really want to rehash it either. So, uh, let's get into trivia. All right. Um, look at trivia one for you guys tonight. Um, Frank Gore is one of the most consistent players. Ever in NFL history, to be honest. Um, this might be the last year for Frank Gore. Um, still trucking with the Colts. Had a big game this past weekend. Um, made me think of who are the guys in our league that are consistent. So there are nine players in fantasy football that have been a top 16 player at their position for the, all three seasons of the SF, SOFFL. This is just for running back and wide receivers. Obviously, the quarterbacks are a little easier. So I'm looking for nine running back and wide receivers that have been a top 16 performer all three seasons of our league. All right. Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown has been. He's been number one, three, and number one again this year. Top 16 at their position, huh? I guess you got to go Lev Bell, right? Lev Bell has not been. No? In the season where he missed like five games. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Forgot D'Angelo Williams was the the guy in the first year. Forgot about that. Should have won with. This question is very tough. Should have won with the typical Shane Stein answer, but. Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been number two, number six, and number six. Just so you know, as a little add-on, Antonio and Julio are the only two players in the league to be number or number one starter at their position all three years. Top twelve. The only guys. Uh, I'm gonna go with 
JD McCoy's on the list. 15th, 4th, and 7th this year. Um, this might be terrible, but um, I feel like Mark Ingram should be on this list. Mark Ingram is on the list. 13th, 10th, and 5th this year. Good one. Okay, we're there. <laughs> um, I got two names on the tip of my tongue, both wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to go with Larry Fitzgerald. Can't have a strange sign trivia question without Larry Fitzgerald. He is on the list, 9th, 13th, and 9th. I'm going to say A.J. Green, but I don't know if he made it this year. A.J. Green has not made it either of the past two years. Really? Well, he, he got hurt last year. last year. Yeah, I forgot he got hurt last year. That's right. I'm sorry, he made it this year, Ed. Sorry, <clears throat> he's seventh this year. That's my fault. He didn't make it last year. Um, <laughs> typical guy that we just talked about him, uh, Brandon Cooks. Always a reason for my questions. Brandon Cooks was the one for this week. Good hit. Uh, 13th, 9th, and 14th, and he's the worst player I've ever seen. <laughs> he is just downright terrible at football. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow he ends up just incredible numbers. It's Yeah, I don't understand okay. it either. But, yes, he was the reason for this week's question. <laughs> there is... Freeman, one, one player on the list. Two more. No, two, two guys. Two more. Yeah, haven't gotten. <coughs> uh, uh, Devontae Freeman was not on the top 16 this year. Oh, wow. I didn't think he would have made it, but it had to be close. All right. There's one wide receiver and one running back. I was going to ask if you could give us that. That's helpful. I don't know how helpful it is, but um, how about I think Doug Baldwin's on this list. Dougie B is eighth, tenth, and sixteenth this year. He is on the list. Got a running back left. Yeah. Got one running back left. The only ones that we have so far: McCoy and Ingram. It's so brutal. They can't ever stay healthy. Oh. Yeah, the running back situation, man, that it was just, I mean, it wasn't shocking, but it just shows how tough it is to be consistently a top guy every year. I mean, I, I it's know, hard. I think I know who it is, but it's hard because he was terrible last year, but he didn't get hurt, so it's Todd. I think you're thinking. Same 
Who are you thinking of, Ed? He sucks. Awesome. Lamar Miller Lamar sucks. Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram, and, and Shady McCoy are the three. Yeah, Lamar Miller's in that group. <laughs> Lamar Miller's <laughs> not good at football. But he had a decent year last year. He just didn't score at all. Yeah. No, I know. He could have been there. I thought this was going to be a lot harder. You guys did really well. <laughs> he, also, he also is there because he just avoids injury, it feels like. Yeah. He'll miss a game here and a game there, but he never misses multiple games, it feels like. Top 16 is yeah. a nice wide range. That was... That was a good. That was actually a good question. I'll give you props for that, Shane. I mean, I had. To, I was thinking, let's see, top twelve, and then I went, and then Julio and Antonio were the only ones. I was like, wow, well, we yeah. gotta ask more than that. <laughs> so I had to widen it. But, yeah, good stuff. Good All stuff. Right. Well, some of those players are in our next segment here. Um, just gonna go and do a look ahead to 2018. So I'm gonna ask you guys. I'm going to give you 1v1 scenarios here, and I want you guys to tell me right now who you want to own next year out of these players more. Okay, and I want you guys to assume opportunity cost is equal here because obviously there are some players that would go earlier than others, and you may not want, you know, to spend that high pick knowing you get the other player later. But assume that the picks are equal. Um, and it's just based off what you expect from them next year. So, uh, eight total questions. We'll do two quarterback, two running back, two tight end, two wide receiver questions. First one, Tom Brady or Carson Wentz? Who do you want next year? Take the contrarian Carson Wentz. Uh, Tom Brady. That's a tough one. I I don't want to. I thought I might have this to take the Broncos. This is a one year. This is a one year thing, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. One year. Yeah. Tom Brady. Um. I think I'm gonna go with Brady as well. I don't know. That's hard though. I don't. I can't even really say why. I think. I think um. A little worried about Wentz being ready for the first month of the season. I did see that there's, I think in the Pro Football Focus database, there's 10 instances of a December ACL injury. Eight of the 10 have come back to start week one. So that that's a good thing. A little worried. Brady looked old for the first time in a sure couple of years on Monday night. Um, but as I think you mentioned last week, Miami's always been a house of horrors for the Patriots. Yeah. For whatever reason. Um, for whatever, yeah. Just terrible there. Yeah. And he did not have his... two places that he has a losing record. And he did not have a security blanket of Rob Gronkowski, so... Um, it, it, Brady's the safest quarterback I think you can take every year. Other than maybe... Well, I think even more so than Rodgers, because Rodgers does pop up with some injury stuff. Um... So in that sense, Wentz definitely higher upside, but Brady higher floor. So maybe that's why I go that route. Um, all right, next question. We got one guy that really broke out this year, but um, and then another one that broke out in the beginning of the year. But I think we're 
excited about what we see out of this young running back. Who would you rather have next year, Mark Ingram or Kareem Hunt? I think I'm going to go Kareem Hunt. I like having that one back in the Andy Reid offense. It's a good thing. Uh, but Ingram, obviously, we just talked about his consistency. Even in dual backfields, you know, he puts up numbers. So, definitely can't go wrong either way there. Here's one that I think might be tougher. We'll see. I think it's tough. A.J. Green or Adam Thielen? And I think it's tough because I think Andy Dalton stinks. And I'm not sure he's going to have that job. Yeah, but who knows what's going to happen in Minnesota either. <clears throat> yeah. If they, if they go back to Teddy next year and really still feel like he's their guy, that kills the Because he sucks. Teddy sucks? I think he does. Um... I'll take AJ Green. Also, because I think he's a superior talent. I'm going to go ahead and say Thielen, and it's not that close. Wow. I'm also going to take AJ Green. I'll take the the pure talent. Um, But Thielen, he's good. Um, I don't know. It it still feels weird. My my answer. My answer has a lot to do with Andy Dalton being really bad. Yeah. Yeah, but, and I mean, Ed's right. I mean, if, if Bridgewater's not, the, if Bridgewater is the quarterback, I'm, I'm, my answer changes a little bit. If Keenum's still the quarterback, I'm in on Dalton. Here's an aside here. All right, so I think at some point here in the next three weeks, we're going to see AJ McCarron like start some games. I think just to see what they have. Either to see if he's the guy or if they want to trade him. We've seen a little bit of A.J. McCarron, I think the one year that Dalton got hurt. And I don't know why he's like widely renowned as one of the best backups in the NFL. I don't understand. I mean, I watched that guy play in college. I didn't see one bit of an NFL quarterback there. It looked like Ken Dorsey 2.0, but um, I don't know. I guess if he would play well, then... Maybe they'd be excited about it. I don't know what you guys think about McCarron. I think that <clears throat> guys that hang around on a team for an extended period of time as a backup all of a sudden become the best backup. I, I agree. We've seen this. I mean, I've heard Chase Daniel called that when he was in the Saints for three years. You know, we're hearing it about Foles right now. I definitely agree to that. And we just heard about that low job in Green Bay, too, and look what he did when he came in. Um, yeah. Because when Huntley was taking the job, it was, ah, they shouldn't miss that much of a beat. He's the best, he's the best backup in the league, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I think it just has to do with around. The journeymen automatically get slumped when he's talking about the backups. Speaking of Chase Daniel, that guy is like the biggest snake in the league, man. He's raking in like six million dollars, I think. Something ridiculous. He's made. He's probably made. <laughs> he's probably made more millions than he's taken snaps in the NFL. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the biggest snake job. <laughs> yeah. 
incredible. Yeah, really, really good <laughs> stuff by him. Um, the other thing I saw interesting today, probably didn't think I'd talk about Jeff Driscoll tonight on the podcast, but um, the Cincinnati Bengals brought him back from the IR. He was one of the players they designated to return, and they brought him back this week. So that, to me, says something about maybe what their plans are for the rest of the year. I don't know. Ed can probably tell us a little more about Jeff Driscoll than me, but I don't... I don't know. He stinks. Yeah. <laughs> he stinks. All right, next one. Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey? quarterbacks that didn't score points for the Florida Gators. Yeah. Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey? Um, I'll take Ertz. I'm so far off the Chiefs and what Andy Reid does offensively with that team now. That college, uh, that college offense uh, is trash. <clears throat> I'm going to take Ertz because I think we might be seeing the end of Alex Smith. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm in on Patrick Mahomes yet. I'm going to take Kelsey. I don't know why. Just because I feel like they still don't have any other pass catchers on that team. And I feel like the Eagles have a lot of talent. So, And I like Kelsey. He's a bad dude. Um, Alright, this one's a little tough. Next quarterback one because I don't think any of us know where Kirk Cousins will be next year. But I feel like there's more upside to Kirk Cousins than the safe floor of Matt Ryan. Be interested to hear where you guys stand on this. You might be surprised with my answer. I'm going to take Matt Ryan because I don't know where Kirk's going, so I'll take Julio Jones and sit on that for the offseason. For now. I will take Matt Ryan. I'm going to go Matt Ryan, too. Um, You're a liar. I swear. You're a liar. No. I... There's two places I would like Kirk. I don't like him back in Washington next year. And that's becoming a dumpster fire situation. Um, I would like him to either go to San Francisco, obviously. That's not going to happen, though, because of Jimmy G. The other place I would really like to see Kirky go is Miami. I think um, he could do some good things down there. Where he probably will end up is Denver. And I just, Denver or Jacksonville would be kind of interesting because I think he could win some games there. Uh, but I don't think they're great fantasy situations, so. I would like him in Denver. You would? With those receivers, I'd get, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I just. That's better situation than most. I'd like if he goes to Denver, I feel like that makes Demarius <laughs> wide receiver one again. Yeah. Even as he's getting older here, still probably vaults him right back into a top ten guy. Yeah, you might be Same. right. Sanders will be two again. I guess Denver would be better than most situations, but I also feel like that's just setting up perfectly for Eli, isn't it? What Denver? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> Go do what Big Brother does. It's, it's Eli kept... is not Peyton. I I understand that. I know he's not, but I just feel like that's got some serious legs. So, um, all right, Leonard Fournette or Alvin Kamara, both rookie running backs. Fournette, the more polished, 
of the two, I think, with the uh, pedigree. But Kamara obviously stole everyone's hearts this year. So I'll take Fournette. Ah, man. This is a tough one. I like this one. I'm going to go Kamara just because he's better out of the backfield. I'm going to take Kamara, too, just because I think... I think Fournette's one of those guys who needs 20 to 25 touches to do what Kamara can do in 10. So, I don't think Kamara can repeat the touchdowns that he's done this year, but um, the yard production is pretty safe, I think, with him. I don't think the Saints are who they look like they are either. I've been telling you that all year. I think they got to be the favorite in the NFC right now. After the Wentz injury. I don't know. I'll take Seattle. <laughs> Interesting. They may not even make the playoffs. Uh, but Russell it's Wilson's fun. the fastest man alive. <laughs> it's funny because the two teams that keep popping in my head are the Cowboys and Packers. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Packers are, Packers are real scary. If <laughs> yeah. They went three straight here. Cowboys need Cowboys a lot of help. Too. The Cowboys need a lot of help, but I think they could do some real damage. Um... How about I saw that the Alabama backfield once all had like Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, TJ Yeldon, and uh, Derrick Henry all at one time on the depth chart. That's correct. It's, that's absolutely insane. Good stuff. Uh, Ingram was what, two years before? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two years. One or two. Um, all right, so both these guys and my next question were on your consistency list, Shane. Larry Fitzgerald or Jarvis Landry? Landry. Landry's been awesome this year. Been very good. Um, so is Larry. But. Pulling out my heartstrings, and I'll go with Larry Fitzgerald in his final season. I'm going to take Landry, too. Just because I, I have a little bit more faith in whoever I think might be playing quarterback in Miami than Arizona. Although, why couldn't Cousins go to Arizona? I guess that would be a good spot, too. I, I'm so excited for this quarterback offseason, and I'm sure it's going to completely let us all down. Because the other thing I've talked to you about before, Shane, is Aaron Rodgers has an opt-out for this year and this year only. And if I'm sure him, does. if I'm him, I'm looking around and saying I'm not sure this Green Bay roster is very good the next couple of years. So, go somewhere I mean, warm. What? Go somewhere warm. Yeah. Yes, have the shits of playing in that weather up there. Yeah, you know what's really warm and has a great defense. Jacksonville. <laughs> Arizona could be a good fit for him too. It could be. Uh, yeah. I think Jacksonville probably has a little better defense and might like that, but we stopped writing Blake Portals off. I'm not writing him off. I just you have to know that that team thinks they can upgrade that position. They've literally run the ball 35 times a game, 40 times a game. Like that I've Rogers heard to Denver. Nah, maybe. You gotta think. The other thing that would be exciting about anyone going to Jacksonville is the rest of that division is awful. 
Like, Tennessee is terrible, and somehow they're going to be the sixth seed, I think, in the AFC playoff race. I'm just thinking Rodgers is a West Coast guy. He yeah. wants to go out West. Yeah, could Arizona, see that. Denver kind of fit the bill. Arizona makes a lot of sense, I think. I like that. He's going to stay in Green Bay, though. So, um, Last one. I don't know if this is even a good question or not. Jimmy Graham or Evan Ingram? Graham. Yeah, it's still Graham for me. Uh, probably Graham, but Ingram's exciting, obviously. I've liked a lot of what he's been able to do this year. He's got he's got a little giddy-up most tight ends don't have, but um, it's been encouraging to see how much Russell and Jimmy Graham make sense inside the red zone and work well together, so probably Graham. All right, let's go to the Week 15 matchups, semifinals. Cos versus Spears start off there first. I won a tight one against him in week six. It was like 83 to 77, something like that. Needed some help at the end of the um, the end of the week to get the dub. Start off with my team. Any concerns about Alvin Kamara this week? Um, do you guys think maybe him having the concussion forces him to maybe change his running style a little bit? Um, I know one thing that surprised me a lot about him is his ability to break tackles and really run hard. So, didn't know if there were any concerns about him coming off that concussion. No, it's fine. Um, a little bit. Just because there's a chance that this game could get out of hand and they might not want to push him a little too hard. But I still think he puts up double digits. Yeah, I think... I, th- I like him this week. I like the third home on the fast track. That obviously helps. Um, I also think they may lean on him a little more this week just because they had to lean on Ingram more than they wanted to last week with Kamara going out so early in the game. So they've had the extra three days to, to rest up. Maybe it doesn't really hurt him at all, but um, not not too worried about Kamara this week. I like the matchup too against the Jets. Um, looks like I'm going to be starting two Broncos in my lineup this week. Uh, pretty brutal <laughs> at this point of the year to be trusting two players from that team. Broncos defense and C.J. Anderson, good matchups uh, against Indianapolis tomorrow night. How much confidence do you guys have in those two players, or should I be browsing the wire? Um, I don't think you can be not confident facing the Indianapolis offense. <laughs> um, no matter where it's at, they're pretty bad. Um, so I'm not really too worried about the Denver defense. Special teams doing too bad for you. Um, C.J. Anderson, I mean, I'm a little, I'm not worried, but I, I wouldn't expect anything huge from him. But I don't think you really need it from him. If you can put up anywhere from Eight to ten points. That's a, that's a win for you. I just wanted to punch one in. <laughs> Rashad Jennings style. He punches one in, you win, buddy. <laughs> uh, they're both fine. CJ Anderson will score. Look at a short field. Uh, no one takes more sacks than Jacoby Brissett. I like CJ's workload. Um, 
the one concern I have about C.J. Anderson, honestly, for this week is that the Broncos have like three or four wins, and I'm not sure he's in their plans for next year. So that's my one concern about him. He's gotten good workload the last two weeks, but for whatever reason, if that were to change unexpectedly without anyone really talking about it, I wouldn't know. And, you know, he could easily get five carries and not be a part of the game plan. But um, I do like him to probably get in the end zone tomorrow night. Well, the good news for you is, I guess, once they, they switched offensive coordinators and uh, it's been more him now, and they pretty much Booker's been out of the plan now for the last couple of weeks. The whole team's looked that better. The whole team's look better, too, since Simeon took back over. I don't know if the locker room likes him a little bit more, but um, two straight games that they looked better. So, I don't know. Just a quick question for you. Um, if Rodgers doesn't play, do you consider – are you throwing Carolina D back in? you consider that? He's going to play. So, I mean, that that's a Thursday night game. I'm not going to have that ability to do that. But that was why I picked Carolina up for this week in case Rodgers didn't play. But I also didn't drop Denver because I liked what they had going on. So, <clears throat> And I have options for next week if I were to advance. I think Denver plays Washington and Carolina plays Tampa. So, um, All right, let's move over to Spears' team. The biggest story of the week, you just... Hinted at it, Shane. Uh, Aaron Rodgers come back and also, in my mind, marks the return of Jordy Nelson to relevancy. Um, not the best matchup going up against Carolina. Obviously a pretty tough defense with Luke Keekley, but the way you beat Carolina, I believe, is throwing on them. So what do you guys think are realistic expectations for Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson this week? I honestly have no idea. I don't know what to expect. I find it hard to believe that he's going to come out and look like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of tough to know what to expect, but I think you have to be prepared to face three touchdowns from Rodgers and at least one of them to Nelson. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what we've seen in the past. I mean, that's, that's what he does. Yeah, I think there's a definite path to that. This is probably going to feel like a playoff game with these two teams. Um, it's funny. I'm in the same situation in another league that Spears is in. I had Wentz. I got Wentz um, via trade after Rodgers went down. I uh, traded Duke Johnson for Carson Wentz. I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> um, would you be more shocked if I told you it was to my dad? <laughs> No, he needed a. No, he had uh, Matt Ryan and Wentz. He was looking to get rid of quarterback depth, and he needed some running back help. So, um, this was like week four or five. (laughs) (coughs) Just stop. You had Rodgers go down, where across America, every person that had Rodgers go down probably got taken advantage of in trades, and you still stole. Carson Wentz from your dad for Duke Johnson. When you're in a situation of he should have been able to get anyone for Wentz. 
Um, so I, I don't know if I'm going to play <laughs> Rodgers this week. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play him. I picked up Bortles just in case. I think I'm going to go Rodgers, though. So, <clears throat> um, All right, so we'll go, go to the next question for Spears' team. Is you he better cr- be getting him a good Christmas present, dude. Seven, yeah, he's getting. Uh, he's gonna take Mama Claus out to a nice dinner on us. So, is Spears correct in benching Demarco Murray this week against me? Um, no, I don't think so either. They're still in a position of needing wins. Uh, I would play him over Frank Gore. Yeah, I would play him over Frank Gore. Well, I hope he plays Frank Gore, so I'm not going to send this show out until after the Thursday night game starts, <laughs> just in case. Because <laughs> I want to see a 34-year-old running back coming off 36 carries in the snow <laughs> try to turn around and play on Thursday against the Broncos. But, um, yeah, I think I agree with you guys. I think I'd play Murray over Gore. <clears throat> Murray has not been good, though. And he's getting less and less touches, it seems, every week. So, you may, at some point this year, Shane, be right about there, Henry. I'm, I'm still waiting on it. I'm still waiting on it. He might be my keeper next year. Who who wins? Me versus... Uh, dogs versus ice cream. Um, I think it's obviously the dogs. And the longer I've sat here and looked at it, you talked about... Green Bay, Carolina, feeling like a playoff game. But if you look up and down the top half of your roster, you have teams that are in the thick of playoff hunts and playoff races and division games where guys are trying to probably, teams are probably trying to keep division rivals out of the playoffs. And I think that you have the stars and studs of those teams that will be leaned on heavily in huge matchups. So that's just a bigger uptick for your team. Yeah, it's basically, I'm, I'm going to go the dogs. Obviously, there's no reason not to. Um, but yeah, I was going to say the same thing in the next matchup. You you and the team I'm going to pick in the next matchup have the guys that are just leaned on by teams that are pushing for playoff spots and pushing for seeding. And, I mean, Wilson, Gurley, Kamara, Baldwin, Julio, those guys, Kelsey, the list, like, those guys are all just pushing for playoff spots and they're going to get fed because they're the best players on their team. And with this time of the season teams are going to lean on their best players and you have those guys so it's the dogs and it's not very close i'm going to take i'm going to take myself too um i was really fortunate to not have to play last week something i've been eyeing up and talking to you guys about for the last couple weeks that it was really important for me to get a buy because i loved my team in week 15 and 16 but i knew i had some really bad week 14 matchups um also, here running into some bad health issues with Amari Cooper and Sterling Shepard. So I'm hoping one of those two guys can go at no risk this week. Um, and I only put up 114 points last week, so um, definitely. Is that look- it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shitty week for you. It, it's my worst week in a while. So. Really hoping I can at least get the dub this week. I feel like it'll be devastating to lose at this point. So, I mean, if there's 
going to be one thing to be said for Spears is he plays incredible defense. It's wow. it's ridiculous. Absolutely. No one ridiculous. scores on him. No one. Butler should have hammered the hell out of him last week. Um, it just no one happen. scores on Spears. Yeah, I feel bad for Ted. So, <laughs> feel bad for careful. Ted. I put up eighty three on him in week six. It, it's just it's that's how it works. All right, the other semifinal matchup I think will be much more entertaining. I feel like these two teams have. I feel like these two teams have been the hottest teams in the league the last five weeks. Um, I think I've actually struggled to keep up with them the last couple weeks. So, uh, tough break for Mick. He probably would have much rather faced Butler than Phil. Um, but let's start off with uh, start off with Mick's team. Coming off the bye. Do you guys think the Carson Wentz injury gives Jay Ajayi a little bit of a boost? No. They'll run the ball more, but it's just going to be divided up the way it is. Yeah, I don't think there's much of a boost. I actually don't think that Foles is going to be too bad. Uh, I don't really think that it's going to be much of an uptick either way. You don't think Ajayi will get more carries? They have to run the ball more, right? Maybe this week, yeah, against the Giants. I don't know. But uh, I'm not, I don't think so. I think it's still going to be split between him, Clement, and Bond. Yeah. He did get 15 carries last week, but I don't think you can uptick from that. You guys both, well, I know you didn't really watch it, Eddie. Shannon, I'm assuming you watched pretty much that whole game. That was one of the most entertaining games of the season so far. Those two sure teams, was. that was a lot of fun to watch. That felt like an AFC championship or NFC championship game. It did. It did. Uh, felt like it, it. felt like watching it though that it was two teams that are close but not there yet. It kind of felt like that to me. Like there, there were some mistakes that you, you don't see from uh, teams that are ready to win, but uh, two teams that are right on the brink. Isn't that how we've That's what it looked like to me? Isn't that how all the teams have kind of looked in the NFC though this year? And maybe that's why yeah. you like Seattle, and maybe that's why I like New Orleans. Yeah. Um. It just feels like these teams are a step away. Definitely an entertaining game, though. I think uh, I think the Rams are one of the more entertaining teams to watch all around. I said that to you earlier this week. Other than Russell Wilson. By himself, the Rams. There's just really fast dudes, and football's flying all over the field. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, all right. Other than Antonio Brown, do you guys feel Keenan Allen is the most must-play wide receiver in the NFL right now? Dude has been doing the bull dance. Uh, um. Yeah, he's back to where he was before that spleen injury, where he was just peppered. Um, he's the third most, but yes, uh, after Antonio and Julio, Keenan Allen is the third. You have a sick... Numbers don't lie. You need a... (laughs) Julio needs to get a restraining order against you. You have like a sick infatuation with him. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. He's had like three good games this year. And he's sixth. Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) That's how sick it is. He doesn't score touchdowns if he's sixth. <laughs> That's how good he is. 
Um, any concern about Keenan Allen going up against Josh Norman this week? Against what? Josh Norman, Redskins. Oh, never mind. They play the Chargers. That was last week. They played Josh Norman. My bad. They, they play the Chiefs. They play, they play the sports. Chiefs. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. It's good radio. Play on area if they're playing the Chargers. Seven on sevens practice. <laughs> Did you guys have any concerns about him playing Josh Norman last week? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I'll go like six for a buck eleven. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what <laughs> so nice. Okay. Also, did you guys see that FanDuel put out a Superflex contest for this week? No. Yep, there's a, there's a Superflex slate for this week. Quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a quarter, and a running back, wide receiver, tight end. No kicker, no defense. Pretty interesting. Give it a look. I'm in the $2 tournament. That makes um, last week a bad week to blow 50 bucks on FanDuel. What? That makes last week a bad week to blow $50 on FanDuel, huh? Yeah. It would have been nice to have that for this week. All right, let's move over to Phil's team. I, myself, have been very critical of Dez this year, um, but he's picked it up here as of late. He's been pretty good. You guys think he can keep it up this week with a good matchup against Oakland? Um... I think he sucks. <laughs> I agree. I agree, but... Then he broke a high school tackle and ran for a touchdown. <laughs> um, three balls, five balls, yeah. and three balls are his last three weeks. If that's turned it on for Des Bryant, then... He's scoring. The He's scoring, though. He shouldn't have scored last week. I agree. But he was playing against um, you, so he did. Yes, I do think he keeps it going this week. Um, you know how I like the primetime games. And he's the kind of guy that they're going to get the ball to. He's going to get in the end zone once. All right. Yeah, I think he scores this week, too. But so. I, think the Oak- I think that defeat by Oakland last week was is a killer one. That team's terrible. I feel like, I feel like they could. I feel like if they would have won the game last week... <coughs> It be a different story, a little momentum, but I think now with them fighting the uphill battle, they, they might be a team that just packs it in. <laughs> they were one of the most divisive teams this offseason. You had some people saying they were an AFC championship contender. Others saying they had no idea why people were giving them any credit. So, interesting to see the way it shook out. And I don't know if they've given us any reason to feel any differently about them for next year. Um, how do you guys feel about any confidence in Alex Smith this week going up against the tough Chargers defense? you guys think Phil will roll with Alex Smith, or you think he'll be waiver-wiring tonight? Uh, he probably plays him, but shouldn't feel good about it. Yeah, I think he's going to stick with him. Um just looking at his team, I don't know who he's going to drop if he does decide to pick up a quarterback. I don't know no, if he wants to drop good. any of us. I know who would look good on that team right now. Blake Bortles. One, one Cameron Newton. Oh, yeah. Good thing he was just a bench player. You fucking sibs. Cam Newton's 
Cam Newton's not very good, but this year anyway. Um, but yeah, he would look good this week. You're right against the pack. He's been fine this year. What's he's top ten, right? Yeah, just really inconsistent. Yeah, sixty-two yard running, sixty-two yard run for quarterback. That's it's pretty uh pretty tough to do. It's nice when your quarterback can get six point two points on a play without throwing the ball or scoring a touchdown. It's pretty rare. It sure is. All right, who wins this one? Mick versus Phil. By Shane's comments, I'm assuming he's taking Phil. Yeah, I'm taking the Wolves. No reason not to. Um, even though they're playing the Pats, <clears throat> the Steelers are going to lean heavily on Bell and Brown, and that's going to be a knock. I just wanted to circle back to the fact that Alex Smith in the big game against me in Week 13 had one rush for 70 yards. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I take the Wolves. I said before our game, his roster was better than mine. I thought I had the better matchups. I was wrong. Uh, it's going to be a battle of two Titans in the uh, Super Bowl. This week's kind of like we could coin this like the late David and Goliath week. I'm going to take Mick because I want him to win. So. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. No reason not to take the Mad Dogs. It's going to be. Uh, Dogs versus dogs. Super Bowl three. <laughs> how does bonus question for Phil? <clears throat> how how uh, how do you feel about having Marshawn Lynch on a team that we just coined ready to quit with possibly the biggest quitter walking earth right now on that roster? How's, really how, concerned. How can you feel about slotting him in the flex? Almost as I mean, almost as shitty as Shane should feel about trading him for Martavis Bryant and not getting ridiculed <laughs> at all for it. I have I so many problems with you this year that I haven't even brought up, and I'm gonna un- I'm gonna unleash one of them right now. <laughs> you tried to sell me on the fact that Chris Thompson is a keeper. Dude's been sitting out there for four weeks now, and you haven't even picked him up. You could have got him for you can get him for one dollar tonight. Go for it. Sell him, selling me on the fact that he's a keeper in that deal, and you've just been sitting on your thumbs, letting Derrick Henry ride it out on your roster instead of picking this dude up who's a monster keeper. Apparently, I got plenty of keepers on my squad. Don't worry about yeah, us. Yeah, okay. That's why I thought you might say something dumb like that. Funtress and Henry, eighteen. It's ridiculous. I wanted the possibility of keeping Chris Thompson. I don't know why that's not okay. Well, here you go. He's out there. Get him for a dollar. Take him. Keep him. I'll own you next year. <laughs> Ridiculous. You guys can kill me. There was more collusion in that deal than Jeter and the Yankees. <laughs> it only took three weeks for that deal to officially be blown up. <laughs> All right, Alex. Be fucking Eddie, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Anything you want to talk about recapping your 2017 how you felt about the Steel Curtain season? Um, I mean, nothing special. Uh, I, I feel like it was underachieving in some aspects. Um, 
you look at like the player rankings and look at how many guys I had that were in good spots. Um, it feels like it should have been better, but I spent a good deal of the season chasing my tail in some spots, so I think it hurt me. Um, I feel like an absolute pile of shit for giving $15 for Greg Olson to get me zero two weeks, three weeks, whatever, however long I had him. That's probably the worst deal of the season. And that's fine. I'll own it. Because um, if he would have came out and did Greg Olson of old, it could have been a huge boost. So I think that's what you get when you feel like you're a player away from winning it and that's the last player left because someone else is colluding with the other, only other buyer. So you get stuck getting a guy coming off of ID because you know that you're not going to over, over your pocket-holding teammates. Uh, I, I do feel like you were always a flex player away, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, you took the shot to get that player. You just missed, and um, there there was no yeah. reason for anyone to believe that Greg Olson wasn't going to be that guy. The second the second god-awful deal I made looking back on it now was the McCoy deal. I mean, having Seelan in my flex, who was every bit as good as McCoy the entire time, allows me to compete at the selling point and I wouldn't have been pushed against the cap all year and been able to do some things uh, that McCoy deal put me right up against the cap and really kind of solidified my ro- roster I mean I was able to pick up Kieran for I mean that was kind of my last ditch effort I was hoping he would be a league winner looked like that for one week and then he faded um, kind of like the Redskins did so but I think that was probably a deal that kind of did me in too because I couldn't do anything after that taking on a $60 player that really ended up not even being a good buy because one of the guys that gave up was as good as him yeah that one uh, ended up being a little more even than we all thought um, if not even skewed towards bowl there um, Blunt obviously didn't end up being anything but Thielen was pretty incredible I think I think you would have probably struggled to fill your running back positions if you didn't have McCoy because it was a struggle for you most of the year. Um, but I guess it would have been Duke Johnson as your RB2 or RB, you know, instead of your flex with McCoy. And like you said, Thielen was better than McCoy. So, um, But I thought this year at least, I know you and I talk a lot. I know you uh, put more effort in this offseason season prepping for this season more than any other year and I think it, this season at least had to give you your confidence back from last year so uh, yeah a little bit I mean the prep work was shot out the window when I switched draft plans but I mean I felt like it worked a little bit Just I just wish the receiving core could have carried me more with those three names at the beginning of the season and even sitting here now you looking at those three names you'd think they're going to carry more too many up and down weeks from those three guys they didn't turn out to be the stubs I hoped I mean they were good but yeah it's, none of them are competing with the real wide receiver studs of the league will you ever own Brandon Cooks ever again <sighs> I don't I, I, I just him and Tom didn't didn't get it going the way I felt they would I'm done. I'm done with Cooks. I don't want any parts of him. I can't deal with it. 
player ever. No one. And yet he's our flex in CBS. <laughs> when he goes, when he goes off, I mean, it's it's he's two he's two months of Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Like he's not good. He's a burner. If he gets that big one, you're sitting there feeling like the smartest guy in the room. And then when he does what he did this week, he's not good. Yeah. Michael Thomas, definitely on the curtain next year. Oh, uh, yeah, has to be. And who will be joining him come draft day? Before draft day. Um, I don't know. I mean, being down 25, some of the price tags that are out there, it's tough to say. Uh, but I think Urs is probably a leader in the clubhouse. Is there a chance that that player is not on your roster right now, or no? Don't even think about it. No. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Matt's trying to trade you someone for... No, I'm not. No, I'm not. He's going to offer you up a nice little tasty... Oh All right. Uh, no, I don't, get to, I don't get to talk about the curtain. What? I'm hoping... Go for I'm it. I'm hoping... I feel like I have a lot of keeper options, but a lot of them are high priced. But I mean, we saw Phil last year, who was up money. I think he was when he dumped the twenty-five. No, he was even or something. But we saw him dump twenty-five dollars for an expensive keeper. I'm just hoping that maybe I can regain a little bit of salary for one of these high-priced guys. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know that any of my high-priced guys really scream out for a great keeper, but. You never know what some of the teams that are scrounging for keepers might want to do. Uh, we saw guys rolling with questionable keepers this year. And yeah. It seemed like they struck a around them, so I think there's something to be said for keeping a guy that's a top 15 talent, regardless of the price, and being able to lock that up. So we'll see. I agree. Go ahead, Shane. You can talk about the curtain. No, I was I actually uh, was going to pay the curtain a compliment. I thought that... Uh, they had a really, really solid year. Um, well, third in the league in scoring. Pretty impressive. Um, I think in any other year, I mean, this was just, this would have been a top team. I mean, as far as could have been a 9-10 win team. Just happened to run into a year where your team was incredible. Um, cause. And I mean, and then run into Phil in the playoffs with a team that that was pretty loaded as well. So, I mean, by all estimates, the third, fourth best team in the league, however you want to look at it, right there. Um, just happened to be a year where you're a step behind two, two really, really good teams, and you happen to run into one of them right away in the playoffs. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a really solid year by the curtain. Really good stuff. That was a really tough round one draw. Um, saw it kind of coming at the end, of, at the start of week 13, but... No, that was brutal. I think uh, part of what you said for my question was what needs to be changed for next year? What do I want to see for next year for the league? I think the hot topic is how to fix the way trades are going. We've talked about it a ton, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But building off what Shane said, saying that my team's probably like the third or fourth best, I think if we don't fix what we have going on with the way you can acquire players the deadline. We're going to consist, continue to see a, uh, consistent teams that are third or fourth best in the league fall off in the playoffs every single year because someone's going to go from third or fourth best to first or 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's mainly the reason why, uh, in my mind, it needs to be fixed because the playoffs have become a completely new season. That's kind of stupid. Like, you're not getting rewarded for what you do all year. You're not getting rewarded for your draft. You're getting rewarded for competing long enough that at the deadline you can build something. If you if you can win seven or eight games and buy one to two top-end talents from someone that's selling, you're all of a sudden the best team in the league. When you held on all year, not not saying, I mean, I think Phil's team was good before that. That's not, like, I don't want him to feel like... No, but I think you were better than him for 11 weeks. I think I, I think anyone could say that. Or it was damn, it was a lot closer than it was when he got AB. Yeah, I mean, so. that's, that's, that takes a team. I think him and I were probably right there in that third or fourth slot. And then all of a sudden he's, I mean, headed to the Super Bowl, as it seems, unless something crazy happens. So I think I think people need to think hard before our playoff meeting about moving that <clears throat> deadline up. And you, we have to force guys to make a decision. It, it can't be hold on for this long and then build a whole new team for the playoff. It's it's asinine. Yeah, I think that's well said. You know where I stand on it. All right, anything else for the semifinals? It's it's gonna be just two whitewashes and we're gonna get the, oh, the matchup that everyone was ready for. Alright, I appreciate the uh, vote of confidence there. Makes me feel not so good. You would love nothing more than to see Mick versus Spears. <laughs> you would love that. That would be pretty pretty tasty. Yeah, you're a tool. <laughs> but we're getting we're getting dogs wolves, the new rivalry in in the SOFFL. All right, um, Phil is one of the only two teams to beat me so far this year. So, signing off for week fifteen. Thanks to Eddie and Shane for joining me on Desert Dog, the Commish, Matt Kozlowski. Looking forward to hopefully previewing the dogs in Super Bowl three next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then.